Jonathan Edwards' fifth resolution says, Resolved, never to lose one moment of time, but improve it the most profitable way I possibly can. Join Ryan Hanley, Adam Howell, and Caleb Niedemeyer for discussions about living out deeply rooted affections. This is Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. Welcome back to Oaks of Righteousness Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Niedemeyer, joined as always by Ryan Hanley and Adam Howell. Guys, uh, it's been a long time. You're welcome back and joined as always. <laughs> Feel like lies. <laughs> joined as always, as in like sometime in the past year and a half, there has been an always. I, I actually think the last time we podcasted was last February. So it has been over a year wow. since we've been in a room that has been designated our studio for the for the moment. Uh, in fact, a lot has happened in that year. We should do like a history of studios and affections. Ooh. We have quite a history of studios. We do. And how does the studio space affect our <laughs> affections? Well, one of them was quite sweaty. <laughs> That's true. And early in the morning. In, in the old six. Uh, what we want to talk today about, um, uh, social media and our affections and how uh, we live in a saturated world with social media. And um, we've had about 15 minutes to think about this topic. So I'm <laughs> going gonna, gonna to go uh, off the top of my head with some questions. The first one deals with the time that we use social media. And I was actually just reading an article. Uh, I forget where. But it talked about how the average teenager and adult today spends an average of nine to 11 hours on social media a day. Um, so that includes... Holy cow. That includes in front nope. of the TV, on your phone, or at a work computer. Um, so And this is on social media. So like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah. those types of things. Those types of things. Not like screens, video games. No, yeah, that in, it includes just any type of screen. <clears throat> so oh, so, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. so okay. you're watching Still. Fox News, CNN, <laughs> That's you're true. on... You're on oh, Facebook. Well, that's okay then. <laughs> <laughs> we were now that we got there. that, now we got to get that clip. Oh, that's far better than I was expecting. <laughs> um, Nine to 11 hours. Yeah, that's okay, the average. Um, okay. So I'm bringing that average down, I, I think. Um, so some people are keeping You're not that a teenager, way. bro. <laughs> I said teenager to adults. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so you, you guys would be included in that as well. Okay. But with that, what, do you, what does that do to our affections? And what does that say about our affections as a society? Those aren't big launching pads at all. <laughs> what does it do to our affections? What does it do to our affections as a society? Yeah. Well, what does it say about our affections as a society? Um, all right. So I've, I've got a couple things here about what it does to our affections or what it may do to our affections. I don't want yeah. to speak authoritatively here, but uh, it seems that there's a... Um, there's a sense in which it dulls down our affections because we, we no long I think because we no longer know how to feel for ourselves in real life scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um, so to some degree, social media and, and I'm thinking here more of just like the bombardment of information. We're told how to feel about something, um, and that's that's different than kind of how we've been defining affections all along. But you know, just thinking of like things you love and how you think about issues and how you think biblically about issues. 
the constant bombardment of information, particularly via social media, I think just we, we no longer know how to think for ourselves and therefore feel for ourselves in a biblical way. Um, it's like we're just constantly told how to think and how to feel. That's one. There may be another poll to that, like a, another end of that. I think there's probably a dynamic here of um, maybe not dulling our affections, but rearing ugly affections in a sense of envy. I know that uh, a lot of people deal with this in social media where they're seeing, you know, they're seeing everybody else post all of the glories of their day while, you know, homeschool mom is at the house just wrestling to get through math for the day and then is envious of the mom who's at the zoo and at the Disney World and all of these sorts of things. And so, you know, that can stir up, you know, again, if we use affections a little more broadly and less Edwardsian as positive things, that can stir up ugly feelings and affections that that uh, that then get in the way of our godly <clears throat> affections, if, you know, if we say it that way. So, I don't know, there's, there's a couple. What you got? Yeah, I think just the capacity for the depth of affections, mm-hmm. um, you are, apart from just being distracted, Everything is in small bite-sized chunks, and it's designed that way intentionally, even if it's so, you know, if you have something where it's a social media site that includes its own advertisements or whatever, or if it's designed around certain concepts or ideas, you know, you're going to be just dealing in that spectrum of things. But, you know, even something like like Facebook, you're going to, it's designed to just keep scrolling. And that nine to 11 hours makes total sense. You know, if if instead of using that time to read a book or drive your car properly or something like that, you're just <laughs> scrolling things. That's Ryan's, a joke. Ryan's right? currently using his hand and thumb to, to, uh, to uh, make it look like he is scrolling. That's how, that's how I scroll when I'm driving. Because so. um, that never happens, Ryan. We don't we don't drive cars without no. having our phones up and checking things and people texting or whatever. That's why we need self-driving cars. That's true. So that's that's how you. So get that there. I can spend more time you feel on social need. media. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, though, like your your ability to think and feel deeply just goes down with that, right? Because you're constantly moving through a medium of of shallow information gathering, and it and it's designed to actually increase like endorphin spikes, you know, and and you know things like likes and you know retweets or shares or, or whatever, you know. It's and then you get notifications, and you're your hormones are just like, yes, you know, and, and you're just, you're loving this, right? And, but that's like the depth of yeah, life at yeah. that point, right? So that's that's kind of what your life is being centered around. I mean, there's there's actual studies that have been done where, whether it, and, and even, this was this was even happening with, with uh, email usage as well. Um, you, you know, your emails, the notifications pop up and it distracts you from a, a task that you're working on deeply and it, it's designed to kind of, jar your senses it might be something really important it might be something completely inane but either way your 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 attention is diverted at that point um so you know to to kind of wrap all that up you're you're not able to even focus as long so even if you're you're spending time in the word like a lot of times i make sure that i don't even have my phone near me because if some kind of notification pops up like it's more important to me to turn and figure out what just I just got notified about than it is to finish this text, and then I'm not thinking about it anymore, and, and you know, wrestling with whatever the text says. So, you I think you know that's going to have an individual effect. That's going to have a, a just a, a corporate effect, just in society as a whole. 
I was just thinking of that experiment that that one guy did with the dog. Is that Pavlov? Pavlov? Yeah, every every time, like every time, yeah, it, it's we're like, oh, let's go we, get no, it. No, that's exactly right. That's what we do. <laughs> that's why we have like yeah. phantom buzzes in our pockets, right? Yeah. Because we're any little movement of the material of our of our pants moves a certain way. We're like, is that a notification? We pull out our phone. What, what is it? No, oh, have, it's blank. <laughs> oh, you have phantom buzzes in your pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, that's a real thing. Like, do you, have you experienced that? I have, yeah. You've never thought you got a notification, pulled out your phone, and found out there was nothing there? Bro, I'm not trying to be, like, uh, You're so holy. Wow. I don't think wow. I've ever wow. done that. We'll, just, we'll end here, and we'll just let Adam talk. Um, <laughs> so could you tell us how the affection, our affections have been dimmed <laughs> by our social media? I just did. And you just did. Okay. Either, no, I was it, thinking that, like... I was thinking of this too, like you, um, it's like a misplaced joy as well Absolutely. because you, we feed off of those likes. Like yeah. there, there is a large part of the population who tweets in order to get a like, yeah. not because like maybe the majority of it, like I have to question that myself, you know, it, and, and oftentimes end up just not tweeting anything because I'm trying to think what's the world going to say about this and don't get any likes on it. Well, shoot that. Okay. Well, that's not what, but they're going for that. Like, and so the notification of, Hey, someone like this is, is a misplaced joy. So it is a feeling it's like, it's a, but it's a false feeling of satisfaction or contentment that I have been affirmed rather than having the capacity to find those affections in the Lord. And, and so, I mean, everything we've, all of this is together. None of this is like, you know, here's different pieces of, of a, you know, a different part of the puzzle. It's all kind of the same thing, but yeah, I don't, I've never had the, that I remember. I mean, I, like there may be a time that there may have been a time. <clears> you're the I, only one. Yeah. Well, all you seven have, of our listeners are like, you have, we know about the, the phantom rings. <laughs> you have poor circulation in your legs, right? That's... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come to think of it, I don't ever feel anything. Like my toes are six feet away from my heart anyway, so it's uh, usually usually cold there. Your heart's like, nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick with the core function. We're not going out there today. Okay, so we spend so much time looking for these uh, likes, and that's kind of where our affections are drawn towards. I think we would agree that there's better and deeper affections because we were talking about the shallow affection. And I think we're calling people to deeper, greater affections and joy and happiness in the in our actual relationships that is actually social. So how does that actually, <clears throat> how is that better than what they can get in the, uh, in the immediate on their phone. So in general, I think one of the, the things about, so if we're talking about affections in relationships, like interrelational, um, then to some extent you, <clears throat> you have to be there. You have to be present. No one else is there. Um, so there's not a distraction. Um, it, it's like the difference of, you know, can I have a conversation with you? And Adam here in a room uh, with the doors closed and no one else is around as compared to like if we were in the middle of some kind of event, right, where we're, we're meeting people or there's lots and lots of people around that everybody's going, hey, I haven't seen you in so long and all this kind of stuff, right? Your conversations there are generally pretty shallow. It's great. It has its place, but it's different than when you can sit down and have a heart-to-heart, you know, one-on-one kind of conversation. Um, I'm not going to share great joys or great struggles in the middle of a giant crowd um, in little quick, fast conversations. Those are going to be the kinds of things that I'm doing 
when there's time to talk about it, to, to let it out there, to let the other person experience that, to, to reciprocate whatever that, that depth of meaning is. And it, obviously it's not always that way, right? I mean, yeah. We've, yeah. we've had a few shallow conversations in our day, right? But always joyful. In our, in our, <laughs> but always joyful. That's right. Always joyful. In our finitude though, right? We don't, we're not 100% efficient in our communication and in our interpersonal relationships. So to, to get to a depth of interaction with someone else, like it's going to take a lot of time to do that. And there's going to be a lot of really deep moments and a lot of really shallow moments and everything in between, but you don't get those deep affections in scroll, 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 you know, like what, what am I seeing in a little box for two seconds before it's like, Oh great. Move on to the next thing. Right. So even great news on social media, which is a good thing. It's like, Oh, awesome. Like next thing. Oh, my dog's doing some crazy stuff right now. <laughs> Next thing. Oh, I'm having a hard day. Next thing. You know, yeah. so you're just, you're flipping the channel so fast. Like your, your affections are just like, bing, bing, bing. You know, and there's, there's nothing deep going on there. So. Yeah. I think that the social media too, you mentioned like the time that it takes to develop friendships, like inner, like uh, quality, meaningful, interpersonal relationships take time um, to develop. And take time to, like, this might be exactly what you just said. I was so, yeah. daydreaming over here, but <laughs> I, I think it's right. That, deep, very deep relationship. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was listening, honey. <laughs> that, that, um, like, the speed of social media, like, we're so impatient. Yeah. Just our culture in general. We're just so impatient. And social media has kind of helped that, not helped us be more patient, helped us be more impatient and so we're not willing to wait for the for the joy the genuine joy of a meaningful interpersonal relationship because it just takes more work i can scroll past something stupid and silly uh or i can scroll past somebody's pity party on twitter but i can't scroll past or i hope i don't scroll past someone telling me they're hurting right like it's still drama but but in an interpersonal relationship for somebody that I've taken the time to care for and to, to, to love in a godly kind of way, then, then we weep with those who weep. And that's going to take time to address. But uh, just such a self-centered and fast-paced culture, we're too impatient to actually dive yeah. into those interpersonal relationships that can be really meaningful and helpful. It's, it's interesting, like, as, as you're talking about that, there's, there's a certain anonymity that happens on social media that... You can know, I mean, we've got creepers, right? They're, they're, they're stalking people on Facebook or something, and they can know everything that you put on there, and you, you've never even talked to this person, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. especially when you're talking about those, those kinds of meaningful events in life that, you know, I can, I can like or, you know, add a different emoticon for, or emoji, I guess we call them nowadays, right? <laughs> 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 So, you, but you can skip the guy's pity party, right? Or you can skip the guy's, hey, my, you know, my loved one just passed away. Um, or you can invest as much time as putting a sad face on there. Um, but there's a, there's a certain human responsibility that happens when you're, you're in someone's presence. Mm-hmm. And, hey, I just found out that my dad died or something. That you don't just go, man, I'm sorry. And then, you know, go laugh at some silly thing that somebody's saying mm-hmm. in the other room. You know, you, you have a responsibility to that person. I mean, that's why the, the social media thing, and, and we're talking about the, the negatives here. I mean, I think we should probably spend some time talking about the positives too, but there's just, <laughs> <laughs> there's, 
They, they are there, right? We don't want to yeah, be the, yeah, yeah. the curmudgeon, right? Get off my well, lawn. Well. If it did a booty gun on there. You got a little colon in a, in, a, in a closed parentheses, and that's how you smile at someone. It's a pound sign. That's hashtag. That hashtag. It's a hashtag. Pound it's a sign. Pound, sign. <laughs> pound um, sign or Lodra. That's right. Hashtag us. Make us trending. Ryan, you said something that was really good. Uh, talking about the how we're finite beings. And social media does something really funny because it makes us attempt to be more omnipresent. Right. Mm. And by trying to be more omnipresent, we actually scatter ourselves and we're not really present where we actually are. Jen Wilkin might actually have something like this. I felt like Liz showed me just that thought process of Social media scatters us in a thousand different places and we're not really present where we're at. Talk a little bit about that and then I think we can transition into the positives because that, that's also a positive in a little bit of a different way. But just talk about the how we're, we are built to be finite beings yeah, in a place. I mean, God places us somewhere to be and to interact with people around us. Yeah, so I mean, one of the interesting things is that you know, how many times, and I know Adam's never done this because he doesn't feel <laughs> You know, how many times are you sitting in your living room with kids running around and doing all kinds of stuff and you're scrolling through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. It's offensive when your kid comes and interrupts you, you know, or something like that. Or it, it, you're just like, ah, get off me. Stop crawling on my back, you know, or whatever. I'm trying to surf Twitter. Um, right. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, there's a yeah. sense in which it's like, Hey, this is me time, or hey, this, you know, maybe you are doing something important as well, but especially the way that social media comes to us through a device that, that's on our person all the time, it's not like even you have to go turn on a computer that's sitting down at a desk, you know, and, and go to that location, right? You can be in the middle of your kid's baseball game or piano recital and you're getting buzzes or you think you're getting buzzes and um, I've never thought I was getting buzzes and it's it's so fast and easy that we, it's so fast and easy to, to like you say just just scatter your attention your your presence elsewhere and it's not like you're getting up and leaving the recital right to go into another room and be like hey funny dog picture or something um, it's just it's 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 easy to, to scatter your attention elsewhere so um, I don't. I don't know that I'm answering your question specifically, but w- what were you asking? How about the nature yeah, of being able to? Like God has created us to be finite in a place, and now we're trying to scatter ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a really good assessment, or like a good observation about uh, something that social media does. I've never thought of it that way, but I think that's right. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know that that. I, I think that probably the problem with that scattering notion as you phrased it is that we people don't recognize it like it's right uh you know i'm just thinking of like you see at a restaurant the aloof parents sitting there with their phones and like they're not there they yeah. aren't like they there is a human shell of a person there behind a screen but they're not there and not that we are becoming more and more the community of the movie wally Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I uh, like. I mean, it's almost crazy. Have you not seen this one? Was, uh, like, I mean, it was a long time. Ago. Yeah, was, I was probably like twelve. You might have been. <laughs> if you were, if you were twelve, it probably was right in your wheelhouse. But <laughs> that wasn't just last year. Oh my gosh! You know where there's just like this. Yeah, I mean, we obviously are not 
we obviously are not like in person everywhere, right? But like our brains are scattered, we're distracted, we're um, we're not we're not truly investing where we are, and therefore we are scattered. So, I mean, I think if anything, we can just affirm that that's a I think is is a correct observation. How that how that messes with our affections, like I think it just has a lot. I think it would have a lot to do with. Our, our interpersonal interactions, you know, I mean, like you mentioned, your kids running around the house and mine have been the same way where, you know, you're trying to look at something or, you know, whatever it may be, but like the kids know you're not there too. And that's mm-hmm. why they're crawling all over you, you know, mm. is to get you there. Mm. Uh, they want your attention, not for your attention to be on the screen. And, you know, perhaps you can call it acting out or whatever, whatever you want to call it. They want you there. And so that's why they're doing what they're doing. And you're not having a meaningful interaction with your children and with your family at that point, or, you know, you're out with, um, I mean, just you're out with your buddies or whatever, and and you're having a guy's night and you're trying to build meaningful human relationships and nobody can get off of their phone. So it it just, it's, I think maybe a different way of saying that you're distracted, but scattering, I I think that's a a good assessment. Yeah. And it's, you're, you're distracted, you're scattered, and social media kind of gives you, it, it almost takes the guilt away because you're still kind of interacting with people, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it, it feels like you're still connected mm-hmm. communally, but it's, and it's not fake, it's just digital and shallow, and it's mm-hmm. it's not like a real relationship mm-hmm. because of those things, the limitations of time and space and all that kind of stuff. I sound like Doc Brown. <laughs> Great Scott! <laughs> anyway, I don't mean that to say something important. I'm sorry. That also came out before you were born. <laughs> yeah, that's true. The thing that another thing that I was thinking about with this scattering is we don't approach social media with the intention to be omnipresent. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that—that's kind of an unseen byproduct or, or effect, I guess. Maybe that's—it's not. I don't think anybody sets out to be a bum dad on social media, but that's what happens. Right. So that's where I'm saying I think that. To say that to, to point out that observation to a lot of people can be helpful because I know they've experienced it. That's right. Yeah. The it's buy-in is just really a matter really of low. identifying that's what it is. Yeah, to get on your to get on your phone or tablet or whatever and get on social media, the the what it costs you to do that is so low, mm. you don't recognize its effect. Mm. If I wanted to spend nine to eleven hours away from my home, hanging out with my buddies or something like that there's no way I would make that choice, right? There's no way that my family would let me make that choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine? Um, no. Holy but even if it's an hour or two, even if yeah. even if you're really great at monitoring your social media time or on-screen time and, and say you've, you spend an hour on it, like I get off work and I'm, I just don't show up for an hour at home or something like that, you know, that's, that's not going to go unnoticed. Yeah. But if I come home and pull up my phone and I'm, you know, tell everybody hello and I'm just reading the news even or scrolling social media, mm-hmm. it's easy to ignore that. So transition with that because we're using a social media platform to uh, scatter <laughs> Buy ourselves. Buy our product. <laughs> Click, like it, share it. Yeah, share it. Fast. <laughs> Hasht- and then do it again. Hashtag or Lodra or however you want to say it. Sign, yeah, that's right. Uh, make every it trending. Time, every time somebody shares this, all, all six times that's happened, we've all gotten this like adrenaline rush. That's it's, right. it's really awesome. So. <laughs> But let's uh, transition to the fact that, <laughs> that there is good with social media. There, there are ways in which social media can be used to bolster and to improve our affections and to help our affections 
within limits. I mean, not nine to 11 hours worth, but how would you counsel or help people think through, I want to have deep affections with God, my church, my family, and people that are around me. I also have Facebook, Instagram, all this stuff. How do we use use those? And I, I do say we use those as tools to help our affections and other people. I'm thinking this may be... Um is not helpful. I, I'm, I'm I'm sitting here racking my brain really to try to think of positive ways to <laughs> use this stuff. But this is why Adam doesn't get fat. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. I, I am like I'm the worst of the worst with this kind of stuff too. So I'm not social media helping the affection. So here's if you're thinking of like okay, let's put it in the Twitter world. And I'm not. I don't know what all might be out there, but I'm thinking particularly of like limit who you follow and limit. What be strategic with what and who you follow. So like that's strategic. your decision. Yeah, I like, like the strategic language rather than just limit. I think limit is right, but I think strategic. Well, and I think even you, adds that positive. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So I think if you are strategic, you will limit. Yeah, so, that's right. So that's, that's right. yeah. Strategic is definitely the guiding factor there. But I, I keep thinking. I hear these people say, "I'm going to get off of Twitter. It's just so negative." I'm like, "You chose who to follow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's not anybody else's fault, but yours." So. So if you're going to try to use that to help your affections, I'm thinking particularly of sites that are like follows or what do you call them? Twitter handles that there's like the Valley of Vision. There's one that's for the Valley of Vision prayers, the Puritan prayers that, you know, they just will put little one liners out there that often are very encouraging and very meaningful. You know, that's the only one I can think of, but I know there's... I know <laughs> so there are, there's, there are two people to follow on Twitter. <laughs> I know there's others like that. I mean, um, I, I would imagine that Desiring God's mm-hmm. Twitter handle would be encouraging to follow. You're, I mean, you're, the, the trick is, even being strategic with who you follow, you're still being inundated with information. Yeah, that's right. So you have to be aware of that, but at least you're being inundated with good information. I would think if yeah, right. if you if you choose who you follow, so choose carefully and strategically who and what you follow. You know, as far as like, I'm thinking just more bigger picture here of not necessarily social media itself or the content found in it in it, but like how we can use that platform to build like missions efforts, the widespread information of like, I mean think how many adoption fundraisers have gone through Facebook and right. and children have been adopted and praise the Lord for that. Yeah. So it, it is just a mass, it's like a personal, you no longer have to be a business to get into the mass media. Mm-hmm. You can be an individual and be in the mass media. And who knows that some, maybe somebody donated to those adoptions who don't even know that family, but have a heart for adoption. And they saw it through a series of retweets and relinks and, you know, that sort of thing. So that's, that's something I could see being a positive of it that, you know, that then kingdom kinds of efforts can be moving forward. But, uh, you know, we, I think we still have to be careful about motivations, even with stuff like that. But that's, that's maybe another episode. Yeah. So, so other, other areas where I would see the, the benefits of social media, even, even in, in something deeper, like stirring like genuine affections, I think the ability to stay connected with people is is amazing. Mm-hmm. To the extent that we are finite, that also means uh, the person who left seminary seven years ago to go serve at a church in you know the Western United States or something like that. I only know about them and what they're doing because they're on social media. Mm-hmm. 
And after I see the silly cat video, then here's this guy who's talking about 17 people that just came to Christ. In all the stuff that we've talked about, the the shallowness of it and all that kind of stuff, I mean, that that's a, a positive thing, right, to be able to stay connected with, with friends from college. Several several good buddies of mine that, you know, even even to carve out time to call them on the phone, I'm, I'm terrible about that, right? Even even to be able to call them on the phone, it, it's... I would have to be way more intentional to to do that well, but you know I can see oh look you know they're they're having another kid or something like that and pray for them I, they wouldn't even pop in my mind if if this didn't show up that's that's a positive aspect of something that that ultimately is is a neutral medium right like I mean generations before us have had these same conversations about the radio or the television or yeah. The, the interwebs, you know, they're like, oh my goodness, this internet thing's gonna be the downfall of society. Yeah, and we're yeah. 2K, bud. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, just the ability to keep in contact with people, um, even if it is at a shallow level. I mean, it, what what is the likelihood that I'm gonna pray for more people that I, you know, that I see? Now that that ultimately is gonna come down to like, am I being faithful with my time? Am I yeah. am I in Christ? Am I staying in the Word day by day? Am I staying in prayer? Um, you know, if I'm not praying anyway, I'm not going to pray for people I see on social media or yeah, something. Yeah, but. yeah, I would say that that's that's a really good point, Ryan. In that, I think people use that as I should say excuse, but it's hey, I'm going to get on there so that I can see what other people are doing. But if you're not actually spending time with God alone before social media or after at any point, God could be bringing people for you to pray for, and it's just like scroll, 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 mm-hmm. scroll. I don't really care about any of this stuff, and it's like well. If you had deepened your affections, you would have seen that and been like, oh, I need to praise God for this yeah. ministry that's happening, or I need to pray for this brother who's struggling, or whatever. So I think what, what Adam was saying, too, is, is extremely helpful. The, the stri- <laughs> I almost said strategy, to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Strategy. Um, you almost being, said it and then said that, it. That's why I said it. <laughs> being strategic about who you follow I think can actually bend your affections in positive ways, right? So one might notice uh, if you're following certain types of people that, that tend to talk more in certain avenues of life uh, might just do a great job of enraging you all the time. Those crazy conservatives or those crazy liberals or those whatever, I'm, you know, you can think about all the, the people that you're following or, or not following anymore. Even, even like, radio or music, I, I would notice sometimes driving, like, I need to change a station because I've been listening to a certain type of music and it it either just makes me shallow or it makes me particularly moody or something like that. Um, and, so, and the same thing with, with Twitter followers, right? That um, you, you're following people, you're getting inundated with stuff, but say you start filling your timeline with people who are actually pointing you towards Christ, like you mentioned, like a, a Desiring God or something like that, or Valley of Vision. Um, but even... Even more than that, perhaps you are, are broadening your perspective on the on the world, right? The, the, one of the neat things about something like Twitter is you can actually follow anybody until they block you. But you know, if I'm a lower middle aged white male from Oklahoma, I have a certain perspective on life that, unless I'm aware that there's also people that live in the Pacific Northwest that do life a certain a certain way, or people who live not in a rural area do life a certain way. I'm going to be completely ignorant of that facet of reality. You don't have to agree with everything that everybody's saying, but even just knowing this is the way other people live, I think it gives you a certain sense of wonder 
at the, the diversity of, of the world that God has made. It gives you a, a compassion for people who didn't grow up in the middle in rural Oklahoma, you know, and things like that. And so it, I think that can actually it can broaden your perspective of the world, but then then deepen your ability to to relate well to people who are different mm-hmm. from you. So it's kind of a it's a soft way to to encounter other cultures, you know, whether it's a major difference or a fairly insignificant difference and, and be able to enable you to engage in that in that realm. You mentioned other cultures and kind of this global sense. Um, and then prayer, I was, you know, I would imagine that something like Operation World has, right, right. you know, social media avenues where you could be, you know, that could be your, you know, the thing, the thing I, that could be your way to be praying for the nation, so to speak. But the thing I thought about, too, is in this respect is that we, um, like a lot of these organizations have apps that will give you notifications for their content. You, like you don't necessarily need social media for that. Doesn't mean that, like that's not six one half a dozen another. It's just like you could, you could technically get a lot of this good content and not have a lot of the baggage of social media. I'm not saying that's what you should do because I like I think you can balance that. But yeah, and that that might be a wise way to, especially if if. You are viewing nine to eleven hours, or let's not make it sound crazy. Let you know, should a human have their face in a screen? It's not work related. Four hours a day, you know, whatever. I don't know what your number is, but to to push back against that, frankly, what's just a habit that you're not taking control of your own life and using it purposely, purposefully as a steward of the the hours that God has given you. Um, you know, something like an app type of scenario. You're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, but you're being intentional. To do something like that. Can I ask a question? Sure. I'll allow it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to ask the host for permission. Um, <clears throat> I'm curious, like, how a personality might relate. Different personalities might fit into this conversation. Because mm. uh, you just mentioned the app thing and what where my brain went. Well, I mentioned the app thing. You affirmed the app thing. And where my brain went when you were talking was perhaps with an app, you could you could ignore the notification until you have time to look at it rather than it being that pressing thing. But if I look at my phone and I've got those little red numbers above the app, it's driving me absolutely. No, it's not intriguing. It's driving me bonkers. I'm like, I got to get that Can thing off of there. You know, something needs my attention. Yeah. And so I guess I, that just made me think, I wonder to what degree personalities... So there have been different times. Um, one, I think things like turning off notifications is a phenomenal idea. I do that with some things, but not others. There was a time where I deleted a Facebook app because of the notification thing. It was it was all too present or it was all too easy to just click on the app, um, even if I had it in the, the menu item instead of on a home screen, um, just to make it a little bit harder to access so that I'm not as, as inclined to just jump right on there or mm-hmm. something like that. We actually, Liz yeah. and I have, on our phones, we, so all of our apps, all of them are on a separate page. So mm-hmm. when our phones open, there aren't any apps right yeah. there. Huh. Uh, well, there's the bottom, whatever, yeah, yeah, four yeah. that are like the main ones, but there are no apps. So we have to actually make a move to yeah. even get to yeah. the apps. And I, I learned that from Brian Renshaw, I yeah. think. And like this has been really refreshing because you can put yeah. a photo there. You know, I've, right now I have my my daughter's on there and so I open my phone and the, the first thought is, Oh, huh. right. Not, no, I've got to get to this stuff. <laughs> you know, maybe that's a way that a personality could do something different with it so that you don't like, that's the thing is you just get, again, we feel like we have an obligation to, 
at least I do, feel like I have an obligation to address whatever it is right. that's telling me to address it. Right. And and so maybe the further I can move those things away would be helpful. Is there more swipes? They're on the fourth page deep. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Now it's password protected. <laughs> What's the password? Uh, password? All right, to bring this around full circle, our affections are something that we, we're developing. Everything that we do in our life is affecting us one way or another. And we talked about being intentional. I think that was the word that was used. The strategic. Strate- yeah, strategic. <laughs> we need we, to be we used intentional too. Intentional yeah. and strategic. Talk for like 30 seconds because we have to go. How being strategic with our affections and social media, um, what does that look like for you specifically as far as you know you're, you're being affected by this. So how does that actually play out in your life? And I'll, I'll start for Liz and I. That this is nothing spiritual for us. But when we first got married, we just never had a TV. And we've never had one. And it's been seven years, and it's like, we don't miss it. We we watch enough Netflix on our computers anyways, but just not having it. And then we've said, okay, because we don't have a TV, we're going to make the living room a place where people sit and talk and look at face-to-face. Yeah. Well, what about the game? You could have had people over. Yes, and we can have people over during that time, and we don't watch the game. It's okay. It still happens, and you can still get updates. If the Braves are playing, you come to my house. That's exactly only if they're playing the Mets. That's just one way that we have looked at it and just said, "Yeah, it's we might have a TV someday in our house, but for right now, it's okay, and we've never had to worry about it." The question is how we're strategic with your affections and social media. Affections and social media. Pass. Momentarily. Okay, so so one of the, one of the things that Liz and I both have done is like intentionally. So neither of us that I'm at least I don't think Liz does now. I don't have Facebook on my phone, and and I there was a point where the Facebook thing was kind of all the time. I think it, it can get that way for anybody, and it's so and then there was a the thought of okay, I've got to, I have to be done with this. I've got to at least get it off my phone so that it's not there all the time. So we we removed that, and and honestly, then I'm not. I, I, I have to like remember to go back and check Facebook now to see if yeah. somebody has tried to contact me via messenger or something like that. So that was a good way, again, not to dismiss the positives of something That's like that, but that, that has been a good way for me to just disconnect from it altogether. Um, the Twitter thing, I still have Twitter on my phone, but I don't, I, I'm just careful with who I follow. And, and I, I, I'm a low drama kind of guy anyway. So like I really, Unless I'm interested in whatever you're pumping out, I don't really care to follow you. And if I do follow you and you start pumping out a bunch of stuff that I could care less about, then I'll just I'll unfollow you or whatever that That's means. Why he doesn't follow me? Yeah. Do I not? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even know. And so, yeah, it it all has just kind of become this at times entertaining, but largely secondary thing in yeah. in our lives. Not a not a primary thing. And I don't. I mean, again, that's like. That's not, I'm holier than anybody. That's yeah. just, it, it's, it has been refreshing for to do that in our lives. So that's, you know, those are probably two ways that we have done that. With, with the TV thing, like we, um, we've started watching, we've probably started watching too much TV, but like their shows in the evenings, like Titan Games that Judah just loves, or American Ninja Warrior, where these people are doing. So, but then you've got commercials you've got to deal with, you've got this, you've got that. Yeah. So we've started trying to read more with our kids at night instead of, instead of just watching TV. And and again, like none of this is, I, I reiterate, none of this is like I'm That's holier right. than you. It's just those are some things that have been helpful to us. And I don't expect that, it, I mean, 
not everybody should do that. That's not, that's not the answer, but that's helped us. Yeah. Uh, so a couple things. Um, one, we've had some intentional conversations, even with our kids, asking our kids questions like, um, what do you think about, and, and not just social media, but like using our phones and stuff. And you get a lot of honest feedback from your children about, you know, if I'm, I'm, I might use my phone to respond for work-related things, either text or email um, or various other apps that I use for work. It might be a thing that has to do with students. It might have to do with just buddies. It might have to do with a million things. None of that comes across to my children who are sitting there just seeing dad on his phone. So one of my kids was saying, you know, I know you have to do some work sometimes on those kinds of things, but, and, and, you know, we've like, so we've said things like at, at the dinner table, phones don't come out, books don't come out. Like we're there with each other, right? We're doing that kind of thing. Um, we've talked about certain times of the day, like phones aren't out. They're not, we're not using phones. We're not watching TV or movies or anything like that. So there's, there's one on the one side, you can be intentional about how you limit those kinds of things, but kind of on the flip side of that, and it's kind of both of you guys have said this in, in a, in, on the negative side of this is that if you don't, you can limit your social media use by being intentional to use your time for other things on purpose. Hmm. So when I'm in the middle of writing a dissertation, my social media use plummets, right? Because I'm busy doing something else. Now I would have rather filled that with a million other things, <laughs> but you see what I'm yeah, saying? So yeah. if I'm, and we, we've been reading books together as a family at night, you know, an hour. So that's an hour that I'm not even having access to a, to anything social media related or any kind of media. Or anything and like nobody that. in your so, family is because they're all together there. Right. Read, yeah. So, you know, don't just, don't just try to limit yourself, right? Think about on the positive side, how you're intentionally yeah. applying your use of time to other things. And, you know, and in that sense, it's kind of like, well, I, I've, that all automatically limits how much time I can use social media or mm-hmm. any other type of media. But it also means it's, impact on your life is, is less significant. Right? The more that you're intentional in other kinds of ways, the things that would, you would be intentional, unintentional with don't have as much of a hold on you. Yeah. That was, that brought a thought back to my mind that you said earlier, just real quick, <clears throat> you almost asked earlier, how do you yeah. fight that temptation? Mm-hmm. And the, the first thing that came into my mind is that you develop in your life greater joys than the yeah. joy that social media brings, the false joy, the faux joy, whatever you want to call it, that, that social media brings. I like faux joy. Faux joy. I was going to say phony, like phony hay. The I'm post. sorry, that's the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> the fuchs joy. <laughs> fuchs, no. fuchs. fuchs joy. Um, so really like, you know, I mean, if, if you mentioned, I mean, you mentioned also like feeding your affections in the word before you get on Facebook. And then when you are on Facebook, you're thinking to pray for these people. Like if we fuel our affections with, with joy and delight and desire and satisfaction in the Lord, then it, that's a, that's one way that we're maybe, maybe that's not a time usage that's intentional and relieves some of the pressures of social media, but it's a, it's an affection intention that yeah. that then that false joy doesn't is not so desirable. Yeah, C.S. Lewis talks about that with his uh, illustration with the kid playing in a in a mud pie mm-hmm. or a, in a mud puddle, not knowing about the vacation yeah. on the beach. And the problem it's a holiday at sea, holiday at sea, whatever. <laughs> the, so you butchered that. Yeah, one, I did. I did. <laughs> the, the, the problem isn't that. Our affections are too strong. It's that they're too weak, right? right? And they're yeah, and they're aimed at something too small, like Snapchat and Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. 
when they should be aimed at the Lord, his kingdom, and yeah. the people that are around us. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. And we do appreciate you guys listening on social media to our podcast. And as always, there is ultimate joy to be had and pursued in this life, and it's found in Jesus Christ. Pursue him. 